Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Counter Charge. I'm Jeff Trash. I'm Max Kay. And I'm Matt Croger. Greetings from Down Under as we wrap up Clash of Kings Australia 2023 with an interview from the, well, the now powerhouses, one older powerhouse and one newer powerhouse of Aussie Wargaming, Max a bit, and Jeff. That's a bit rich. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys. How are we? Very yeah, good. good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I appreciate you giving up your time. Still um, on a high Max. after Clash. Oh, yeah? I'll oh, be yeah. high or just a winning high? or Just a general high? life high. Life uh, high. S- smashing into the hobby as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I go through swings and roundabouts of whether I find it, you know, obviously not playing, but whether I find it invigorating or kills my hobby altogether. <laughs> Yeah. How do you go after, Jeff? Uh, I do the same as you. I have highs and lows, but I've found it uh, very invigorating and I, I found the community or the people I talk to, um, they're all on a high at the moment. There's a real good vibe about Kings of War in the community. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm getting that too. I, t- to be, I mean, uh, a lot of our international viewers wouldn't know it and I'll talk a little bit about it later, but we're doing like an Australia-wide slow grow at the moment. And I've been, uh, I mean, we did an enticing prize, but I've, I've been uh, pretty stunned by the level of response actually and how many people are joining in. I think, you know, I put up a post yesterday for week one and I think we've already gone past, a, you know, 100 comments on the thread. Look, I'm, I might be giving you more credit than you're worth here, Matt, but... Directly after Clash was the perfect time to start the slow grow. Yeah, look, I think I, I thought that, but it was also because, you know, I knew that's when I'd have time to run it. <laughs> <laughs> have you been keeping abreast of it, Jeff? Like I know um, yes. I know you engage Ashley to do a little bit, your son, but uh, yep. you've been keeping an eye on it? On on the slow grow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, keeping up, up to scratch with it. I know if you've... Uh, my friends and that are, are going in it and uh, trying to start up some new armies. Um, yeah, I, I'm working on a few things myself, but more towards the next tournament. So, Yeah, okay. No worries. Now, Max, we uh, recently heard from you on the Reforge Orc Army Review, so we don't need to hear your gaming origin story. And, and Jeff, we've probably heard yours a couple of times, mate, either yeah. on here or, you know, you're a, you're getting round as a podcaster these days, aren't you? You're here, you're with Paige Neo, you know, can't, can't keep you off the airwaves. That's right, yeah, Paige. Uh, me and Paige go back a while. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to help uh, in any of these things. It's good for the community and if I can give something back, then that's a good thing. Yeah, and so, um, like I said, Tracy, you know, for various various reasons, you know, that um, you're not able to do, say, as much hobby as some. Um, yep. Are you working on anything in particular or, or is uh, Ashley building something for you? Uh, we, we tend to do things together. Um, mm-hmm. He'll do more of the painting, I'll do more of the basing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do do a little bit of the painting, but he does a better job than me, so I'd rather have it uh, looking better and he says the same thing. So uh, we're working on 
my son, other son, just did a couple of uh, stands for some phoenixes. Oh, yeah. um, so we've got to try them out shortly and paint them up. And what we've done is, uh, like, you've got the centre part going up and then we've got, like, a little tube that goes down into the top of it, which will attach to the phoenix. Uh, what I wanted was something that I could travel with and not have a big bulky phoenix. Got it. If you understand what I mean. So I'll just yeah, yeah. attach it on when when I uh, travel, so when I get to the tournament. So uh, that's what we're working on at the moment. Yeah, awesome. And I, I heard you say a couple, mate. Are you planning a two phoenix list? Oh, well, could be three. Could be three. Interesting. Yeah, you know what I, I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. And well, and they fall into right in, right into your point zone now, right? Less than two hundred points. You know, yes. Do a little bit of everything. Yes, exactly. I, I love yeah. cheap uh, cheap units that do multiple uh, jobs, and they they really fit the bill. Bloody hell, they must yeah, have right. got them a good buff. Oh, they are a good buff. I I was playing one on against uh, Dave Fanning recently on UB, just trying things out. And I had the ancient phoenix went three rounds with trolls, didn't die, yeah. and um, and that was its job at, at that point in time. And I think only died when it got double or triple charged, just because it was there for so long. <laughs> yeah, against certain things, it's so hard to kill. I've got uh, two yeah, I think, I, two painted them based phoenix sitting on my desk in front of me right now, and I'm dying to get it get them in a list. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, what do you think about the ancient one, Tracy? I I've tried it a couple of. Th- times i'm i'm probably leaning away from it mm-hmm. uh the I, I love cloak of death that's a fantastic rule but yeah. uh the loss of nimble and not so much the defense that's that's not as big a problem but it could be uh but the loss of nimble's quite big when i when i've tried it out and then you're paying the extra points on top of it so yeah no yeah, I'll, I, I'll pass at the moment yeah i've, I've found the loss of nimble does make it trickier on that big base for sure yeah um but but i do keep getting suckered in but that by that combo of radiance of life and cloak of death and the fact that you don't have to choose right that it's doing both yeah um yeah you know i i think depending on the list it can be pretty efficient but um yeah not having nimble yeah um, that doesn't make it auto for sure no in in certain scenarios it, it would be perfect um mm. but anything that spreads out you're not going to get as much value out of it I've yeah. been writing lists with two regular ones and an ancient. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, nice. Yeah, I think that's really strong. Yeah. Similar to what Luke Schaefer run at, at Clash. Did, yeah, he, he, did he take two or three? No, he just had two. Yeah. Yep. Did he have an ancient? No, I think they were both regular. I think actually, he I can, just had regular I'll, ones as well. Yeah, I can tell you right now, actually. I'll bring it up in front of me. Uh, he had lots of Scorch Wings and... Yep. Yeah, just two regular phoenixes. Yeah, nice. And yeah, the, um, the fact that they can shoot, they can heal, they can jam things up. You can use them as a very hard to kill chaff. They're yeah, very, very good uh, unit. Yeah, well, interestingly, with the the shooting, I reckon that's another reason why the radiance of life can be good because yep. it's still doing some healing at the same time as doing something else. Like it's almost doing two things. Very in true. The turn. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, and it must be, I said this to you at, at Clash, Tracy, but it, it must be good to have your, your son gaming again. Yeah, yeah, it is. So he, he's dropped off a little bit. Again, he's very, uh, he gets into into something 
goes 100 miles an hour and then he's he goes off it just as quickly. So um, I haven't been able to get any games with him for a while, uh, but hopefully that'll turn around. He's still helped me with the models, but... Okay, great. And uh, Maxie, what about you? What are you? Uh, what's your hobby source got you doing? Uh, well, I'm still working on the halflings. I'm expanding to two thousand three hundred points at the moment. I've just added another. Well, I've added a muster captain on winged arrows, which is in front of me now. Um, and some more grenadiers, and I actually won some halflings at Clash of Kings, which I'm keen to paint up. Some more braves. Oh yeah, so you got um you got one of the ambush boxes, did you? Uh, no, I got the starter set with the rift forged. Oh right, yeah, of course. Yep. Yes, and uh, so I split the rift forged off, uh, sold them to a mate who is now starting into the hobby. So he's kicking off. He's starting into the slow grow with those. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's why I like to get because um, a couple of I think Mantic sent one of those starters and I bought the other two with you know um, with the discount from Dave and and that's why I get them I kind of hope that someone will buy and want half of it and then give the other half to someone maybe that's not playing or for someone to start another so that's awesome yeah it's perfect and it comes with the, the rule book um, a very good deal yeah 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 I think that's that's still like people can say that um, you know, Mantic are getting more expensive, particularly in their resin, which they absolutely are. But I think most of their box sets are still pretty damn good value. Yeah. Um, so uh, what am I working on? I am working on salamanders uh, for the slow grow. Uh, like you, Maxi, I've still got my halflings going as well, but I am, I'm waiting for the, the uh, Nick's son, my child labour, to keep assembling some models for me. Um, but I've got a harvester there to paint. So when that comes along, I'll slowly keep adding to them. I think I've got about 2,300 points painted to them. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, I've got lots and lots of salamanders. I posted a picture in the slow grow of a bucket of 80 deconstructed salamanders <laughs> that I've got to put together. Um, and I've got, a, I've got a fair bit of everything at the moment. So I've worked out their paint scheme. Uh, I've started some printing for the basing and... Um, yeah, plan was to get those really cracking because I uh, I actually really like the list. Yeah, they're looking good, mate. That I like the orange. Yeah, thanks. It took me took me a few goes to come to a scheme I was happy with. Uh, so there's a few salamanders met an un- untimely death. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you guys were like, oh, you know, maybe if yeah, don't don't try and go over them for tests. Just strip them and start again. I was like, oh nah, I'm not stripping them. They can go in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, do you know what? Even going back to so the the resin stuff from the salamanders is actually really high quality. I'm going to do some. I think I'll do a couple of blog posts about it. And I I had some unfond memories of the salamanders themselves. Um, but when they're painted up, they're actually not a bad model. And it's just the two handed versions that are a real pain to put together. Which is the same for a lot of the old two handed mantic stuff. I don't know if you guys have ever put together any of their two-handed stuff. No. Uh. The halfling rifles are a bit like that. You've got two arms um, that you've got to sort of hold onto the model at the same time yep. yeah. while connecting the arms at the middle yep. can be a bit of a pain. That's exactly what it's like. And and with the salamander weapons, it's not just – yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly like that. You can't just get one arm on and into position and you'll be able to find the other one to match. You've got to get it right at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and I'm hopeless and I just get super glue all over my fingers. So then I'll have it right and I'll try to pull my finger off the model and rip the arm off with my model. <laughs> How are your aeronauts going? Uh, well, so uh, I I haven't seen them. They're with the they're with the slave labour. So, um, but I was uh, I was driving Nick home the other day, and his son was walking home from work, and I stopped and picked him up, and I said, oh, "How those how those balloons going, mate?" And he's like, "I'm never doing any more for you again of those." <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of universal hatred for them with that. So. Uh, Great, great model when it's put together. It's the, it's just the putting together that's the problem. So you're doing contrast paint on the on the Sallys. Yeah, but still a fair bit of highlighting. So I like the contrast just for because for me the base coating is always the slow bit, right? So yeah. and the base coat and, and I still use washes. So I like to use that just to get that done, and that really speeds it up for me. And then that makes the highlighting heaps quicker for me, even if I'm doing multiple coloured highlights. Um, yeah, much the same. Yeah. Yep, and so, um, yeah, and I, I think that works well. The reason we got you two on is, Tracy, you won again. Is that your third time? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it's the third one for, for Clash of Kings. Yeah. So that must be 50%, right? When have we been going? Yeah, I think I've had a, a second, a third, three firsts, and the other one was a fifth, I think, the first year of winning. Yeah, okay, yep. And uh, Maxi, you you came in second, but you also took out the award for the top placed Manticarvi with your uh, sexy halflings. So um, let's have a bit of a chat about your lists and and how you ended up playing that army and, and the style and you know kind of how it did. Tracy, we might uh, start with you, mate. Do you want to give us an idea of uh, what was in your or what you took, what was in your list? Right, I don't have it in front of me, but I should oh, I can, um I can bring that up for you. Abyssal Dwarfs, I think it was. Abyssal Dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. I, 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 try, I tried them out. They were one of the ex- armies I was exper- experimenting with um, mm-hmm. before I decided on Varanga. Yeah, I can read it out for you, mate. Yep. So you had three hordes of snow trolls, uh, yep. each with an item, which was very untrashy, but uh, good yeah. items. So they need Staying it. Stone. Yeah, yep. Staying Stone, Chalice of Wrath and Dwarven Ale. Yep. And then you had three... Completely naked mounted sons, no stealthy. Yep. You you had the mystery thane that no one could figure out what you were <laughs> going to do with it. Yeah. And then you had two thanes on frost strength, uh, frost fangs, and yep. three snow troll primes. So so tell us about how you. Why don't we go through kind of how you arrived at this list first, mate? Uh, I was originally I went there because of the. Um, large infantry heroes and the frost fangs, uh, you know, the style of getting scoring units that will uh, also inspire and nimble, etc. So that was one of the reasons I went there. Then I was uh, struck by the cavalry because they're, they're just so good, uh, very good value. Um, but then after playing them for a while, whenever I hit armies that had a lot of phalanx, the army just sort of, you know, died on its. <laughs> it just couldn't get anywhere. It really uh, was a bad matchup for me. So that's why I thought about using the snow trolls, so that if I get a lot of spear units, etc., I could send the snow trolls at those type of units. So that's a, a very quick run to, rundown on how I end up uh, with the list that I did. Yeah, and so when we did the. Um the list episode uh, or the live stream 
there was a bit of a, well, there was talk over two things. One, you know, it seems pretty common to take stealthy on the Mounted Suns and we said we wonder how you play them. But then I think someone said to me after that basically, you know, your trolls, you, you didn't take stealthy because you tend to like leave them back out of range and then like after things break on the anvil of the snow trolls, you charge them in. Yeah. Is that pretty accurate? I, I sometimes use the snow trolls to give them cover or I'll use hills, etc. Um the other thing, if I could afford the extra points, I would have put the stealthy on. But, um, yeah, I, I tend to use other things to get the cover. So just the terrain and I'll use the units around them as well where, where needed because the whole board usually isn't covered with shooting. So I'll, yep. I'll tend to, you know. Well, not in this country anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And so tell, give, give us the insight, Tracy. What the hell is that Thane on foot doing there? What is, what, okay. is, what do they do? Right. Uh, probably started from playing a lot of elves. Uh, I was playing Jeff Galea uh, quite a bit and also Drew. And they both use, I oh, forget the name of the elven character, the one that f- has a one-turn fly and then it can cast a spell, has cloak uh, of death. Nimune? Nimune. Yeah, that's what Nimue or whatever we call it. And units like that, that's not the only one. There's others that will get in your back line. So he was very good at just uh, attacking anything that jumped jumped my lines, including flyers. Uh, If there wasn't something like that, he can pin units down, so work as a a very cheap chaff. Um, He was man of the match in a number of games that I had. Yeah, interesting. I think – when, when you when something jumps you like flyers I'm assuming like he's one option and then a snow troll prime is back I'm assuming you're not relying on the fact that he'd definitely do a wound right no no he's just yeah. as you say it's another option um, yep. I usually usually layer my defense if I'm up against flyers so I'll send something out force them either to attack it or back off or go away etc um, and that usually works quite well. Um, doesn't work all the time, and sometimes people do get into the back of your lines, and then I've got real grief when that happens. We all thought you assumed it had inspiring when it went in your list. No, no. Um, but obviously you're too clever for yeah, that. No. We thought you hadn't read the rules, mate. Yeah, well, that wouldn't be the first time. No, it has three attacks on threes, crushing one. It, on averages, it'll do a wound on a defence five model that gets yep. behind it. Yeah, I think I think the other theory was that that might have been your one mantic model for the for the bonus point. <laughs> no, I, I had the proper uh, thanes mounted thanes. Okay, so that's that's your list, Maxi. What about you? Let's do your list before we go into games. Uh, yeah, halflings. Um, my list started basically. I just wanted to take some of everything, um, and after a, a bunch of practice games on UB, I settled on two iron beasts. Um, yeah, just something about two defense, six pigs with a radiance of life engineer behind them, mm. um, really spoke to me. Was it the pigs or the radiance of life that spoke to you? Oh, the pigs spoke yeah, to me yeah, okay. in my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shall I, yeah, okay. So I've got a horde of braves, uh, three rifle regiments, mm. um, two aeronaut. Uh, uh, regiments, two grenadier regiments, two wild lancer regiments, 
two Iron Beasts, one with the upgrade, the Pride of the Shires, uh, a Engineer with every upgrade. I think there's four options to upgrade him. Um, and a Sergeant on a little doggo for 85 points um, just to run around to be a nuisance. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, the idea with the list is it's like a mobile, well, like a walking gun platform, mm-hmm. just sort of walks at you, shoots with, what is that, 50-something shots, um, always, always piercing and steady aim, and then, yeah, gets around you with the grenadiers and finishes you, finishes you off in combat, and, uh, yeah, it works. Yeah, I like the look of that um, list. I, I thought it was a really well-designed list. It's got a lot of unit strength and manoeuvrability. Well, and it does a bit of everything, right? It does the shooting, it does the movement, mm. like it's got some board control with the with the EJs. Um, and it's also got, like it's still got some terrain mitigation with the aeronauts. So, um, and be- Yeah, and because it does a bit of everything, um, every one of my games went to time. I used every second of my clock mm. every game, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it does your brain in to, to try and play it, but... It does work. Well, I think um, um, also with the with the shots from multiple units, target selection is pretty important, right? Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. If, you, if all those shots are on one unit, it can be overkill. Mm. So you can sort of pick and choose your targets, finish off squishy units. If something's already damaged, you can just, you know, shoot the engineer out it or, or something like that. Um, and I deployed it the exact same way every game. Yep. Um, so that's, yeah. I don't know. That's quite nice. Yeah, so you fall into the – I mean, I know um, we've had Tracy on a list builder before, but you're pretty similar. Basically, you just deploy to, to your strengths and how you know it works for you and pretty much ignore your opponent, what they're doing. Yeah, I'll think about the scenario and the map in deployment yeah. and put basically the bulk of my army in the same formation every game um, and then the faster sort of stuff goes out on the flanks where it's needed. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm interested in the halfling rifle regiments. I think – I reckon if you were going less than three, that like I, I my personal preference is to go into a horde. Um, how, how do you find them, and do you think there's like a a right number for them? Have you tried them compared to the horde? Uh, what do you think? I haven't about? run the horde, mm. but I think with the amount of fast little individuals out there, or mm. or flyers, you just something goes into the front of them, pins it, and then you've got no counter to that because it's so large, you can't. Really get yeah, into so it. So too easy to shut down. Yeah, you just get shut down. Whereas the way I set it up, I've got the rifles checkered with the, the pigs in the middle um, and the aeronauts laid behind. So if anything ever goes into the the rifles, you're getting hit by a pig or aeronauts or both. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll happily take that trade because the rifle regiments are so cheap. Yeah. And what about the Lancer regiments? The Lancer regiments get a lot of hate. I, I don't mind them because they are so cheap and they're nimble um, and well, and they still hit on three. So I actually still think they're quite good, but you're, you're obviously taking them not paired with a Sorcerer, which would be probably more standard. How, how did they go? Yeah, look, ideally the Mounted Sergeant in my list would be a Sorcerer, but I was just a few points short. And honestly, the Mounted Sergeant is value for money. It does a lot of work. The Lancer regiments, I think, are the worst choice in the list. Um, not probably not close. 
or maybe the poachers actually. Um, but they still did their role in most of my games. Um, a lot of my opponents uh, overestimated them. They see a cavalry regiment and they'll sit 17 inches away and not let me charge them, when in reality, they're not going to do a lot of damage in combat. The, the melee, th- melee 3 is really good on them, though. Yeah, yeah, and I, re- I reckon there'd be an argument they could even be a touch cheaper, to be honest, but um, they do get a decent buff with the sorcerer running I'd, around. I'd like to see them with extra speed over the joggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to differentiate them a bit better. Yeah, differentiate them. Yeah, even nine um, would be nice. Yeah, speed nine. Mm. What do you think, Tracy? Have you had a look at the halfling list in general? I have, and I've played against it a few times. I, I really like it. I love the the different synergies. Um, as I said, I'd looked at the different lists uh, for the tournament, and I had picked Max's out as the one that I thought was the best designed. And I really liked the uh, regiments of, of the rifles. I thought they'd uh, they're cheap. And they they do a really good job. Uh, so when you lose them, it's no big deal anyway, but it puts the pressure on the opponent. Um, Would have thought you'd go for the troll gunner heroes. They seem right. No, no, I don't think they're they're that good, to tell you the truth. I, I like the trolls. I like the trolls in the list with the Pathfinder. Um, they'd be something I'd look at. I'm not saying that I would design my list the same as yours, Max, but I really liked the design of it and the way it was put together. I thought it was good. Yeah, the the trolls are good. I think me and every other halfling player there, we want to run halflings to run halflings, not to run trolls. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I like using all the best bits out of the list that I can find. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. yeah and I think, um, I, I, I mean, I, I actually think, Credit to the RC on the halfling list. I think as a whole, it's a really interesting and well-crafted list, and there's not much that like you wouldn't necessarily consider t- um, taking. And I think if you're part of the halfling group, you see different varieties of lists all the time, which is which is great. I mean, you always see people in these groups like giving each other heaps of advice on lists, but so much of it comes down to your own play style as well, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's an awesome list. There's so much variety, and there's Multiple, you can go down the Sorcerer route, you can go down the Tinker route, or you can mix it up and take both. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that was the only thing that caught me. You didn't run any Sorcerers, did you? No, no. no. Yeah, that, that's well, something I definitely would have included. Is that- I lean into the Tinker, but, yeah, yeah it, I have to give the Sorcerer a run. I have tried it before and it is good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just one of those lists where I'm like, actually, I do kind of like you, Max. I want to take a bit of everything and I'll probably eventually my halfling army at home will probably end up with like at least two of everything so I can take whatever the hell I want because I think it's that it's that kind of list that you can just play around with it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me, the standouts are the, are the Grenadiers and I'm looking to add a third unit. 100%. I always I, – I think three's the right – if you go into 2300, I think – you like two is good, but I think three is way better. They're they're kind of like the uh, they're not really a sleeper because people know they're good. But I think a lot of people prioritise the aeronauts. But I'd a hundred percent be prioritising the um the EJs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just unit strength two on a flying nimble unit. You know, so good and and just with that combo brutal D three. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, like normally something like it, it gets into the flanks and it's not too much of a worry, but when you add Brutal D3, they can clean up stuff yeah. by themselves. Well, yeah, absolutely. And they might only need to add, like even if it's not by themselves, they might only need to add one or two actual wounds, right? But then the Brutal D3 does the rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they swing combats for you. Yeah, yeah. It's like the yeah. drillers, isn't it, for you, dwarves, same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You Combination know, just, charges and they just tip it over the edge. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, Tracy, we'll head back to you. So, with your list, I, I think I'm correct, right? Your record, you went 6-0. Yes, that right? that's right. Yeah. What I can do is I'll, I'll give you a, a bit of a memory of a reminder of who yeah. you play. So I you do started remember off, all the people. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, cool. Yep, yeah. So, you started off against um, our buy buster, Nick Prosser, who was playing Abyssal Dwarves. Yes. Um, and then Paul with Undead, Greg Turkic with King Needs of Men, Adrian Scott from WA with his um, dwarves. Yep. Uh, Ken Ferris, the usual bunny, with yep. his uh, Varangur. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and Andrew Goodman with his Night Stalkers in the last round. Yeah. W- was there a standout game out of those six, Tracy? Or something, a game that was quite memorable? Um, I, know, I know you like being nice and fair and even, but like, uh, whether, like whether it's for the gameplay or how tight it was, was there a standout game? Yeah, well, there was one where I really struggled, which was Greg Turk. Turkish, was it? Yep. The, yeah, yeah, with his kingdoms of Yeah, Man. in game three. And I think you you saw parts of it and I was struggling. Yeah, I thought you were going to lose. Yeah, well, yeah. I was uh, – I think it was turn three. I'd um, had two charges. I doubled one one of them. And the other one I flank charged and didn't break him. And I lost three of my main units and a fourth one wavered on turn three without wow. killing anything. Um, so that really put me on the back foot. I just, uh, mm. but I was able to slowly drag it back and then uh, finish him off. He wasn't used to copying all the different angles, and um, yeah, but um, yeah, that so was a tough game for me. And, and was that losing all that? Was it a bit of bad luck, or was there something in the list that you struggled with, or um, a bit of both? Well, to be well, the double ones didn't help, yep. and then the. The other one was bad dice as well, and I'm not taking anything away from him. Um, no. Uh, yeah, it was a tough list. He had the ensnare, the big hordes. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at his probably list Probably could so. have played it better. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so he had a horde of shield wall. He had the horde of the pikes, horde of foot guard. So that in itself is a fair chunk of nerve to get through, right? Yeah, um, yeah couple of regiments of beast cav with fly and speed 10 and he had he had three giants yeah with giant cleavers um which against your stuff with the trolls and that is is probably a reasonably good matchup for him with yeah, the trolls well, and your prime. yeah that's one of the ones i flank charged the the giant with one of my hordes and put and uh didn't break him and the other one was just the flying cab. I charged with the cavalry and double won that. And as I said, the cavalry got flanked. The horde got uh, rear charged and flank charged because it didn't break. And then another unit that I'd put in got flank charged as well because it gave him position to bring the giant into the flank. It just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Mm. But, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. But you still pulled it out. Yeah, I was still able to pull it back. And and what about when you um, when you sat down at the tables for each of the games? Like obviously that had some things that went against you. 
when yep. you sat down at each round, was, did any of those lists stand out as kind of that you thought would be particularly tough, like particularly like if you put the player aside? Uh, Paul's list, I was fairly afraid of that one. Yeah. Yeah, with the whites and that. But um, a, a couple of things, uh, me getting first turn, I think we were playing loot and I was able to put the pressure on straight away. And because he had his whites spread out across the board, I had the jump on him with my cavalry and it sort of forced him either you come forward and cop the charge or I'm going to have all these tokens and you're not going to get them type of thing. And it, it, um, if he had a got first term, would have been a different game. Mm. Yeah, okay. It's one and, of the um, downfalls of uh, shambling armies too, but so. Yeah, and and I think I think he did well enough, but by the end of game five, I I think a, a, a small loss would have been good enough to get you the win still. I think. Yep. Um, so did did you? Know, yeah, I'm I'm assuming you knew that going into the last. Yeah, game. I think I was sixteen points ahead or something. Yeah. So but, I think um, yeah, I I don't like trying to play for. You're better off just playing to win the way you always well, do. You go you wrong, mess right? it up. You know? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I, I I agree with that. All right, so we'll move on to your games, Maxi. I think you were five wins and a draw. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. So you had um you had Adrian first up with his uh, beautiful Trident Realms. Then you had. I still don't know how to say his name. Well, he goes under so many pseudonyms online. <laughs> I, I know he's Adrian, but I actually always get confused we'll about Adrian. his last name now. Um, so I, I think it's Adrian Agathor, isn't it, Tracy? Is uh, that actually his last name? I don't know. I, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not Mystery sure. Man. I just Mystery call him Adrian. I, I talk to him heaps. But, yeah, uh, I know. I know, but, but because I like online, he's uh, he's got he's got his Asgore or something. I think yeah, it yeah. goes under. Um, and then you played Jack Clark, who I think Jack's from Melbourne. Uh, I dwarves. Think, with dwarves, was it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Alex Sobanoff, who's elves. Uh, then you played Kakwa and his combat ogres. Then more ogres and Stephen Devonish, and finally finish, finishing off against Drew and his elves. So you had two elves and two ogres there. Did you did you have a standout game for um, for any reason? Um, no, all, all of my opponents were. Absolute gentleman, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed every game. They were all uh, close, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a f- couple of good matchups, and a couple, especially the elves, I thought were going to be a bit rougher than they were. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that um, that's just with potential to be a bad matchup, right? With low def- defense and shooting. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. elf shooting on the, on the rifle regiments, mm-hmm. I thought would be worse, but it didn't turn out to be too bad with the way I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Stephen's ogres usually ogres uh, a bit of a tougher matchup, but his whole list was basically defense four, which I really got to prey on with my shooting. Yeah. Okay. Um. Did a uh, what was your closest win out of those? Do you know? Oh well, probably the, the the draw, but <laughs> the closest win was um first game against Adrian. Adrian. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's another thing. All that ensnare could can be difficult. Um, I mean, he's got the low. Except against aeronauts. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he found out that the hard way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, he played it really well and put a lot of his unit strength out on the flanks. It was invade, mm-hmm. um, which limited my shooting options, and he managed to get a lot of it across the board. 
um, but I did pip him by one one unit strength in the end. Yeah, okay. And I think um, Tracy mentioned that in a couple of games the Thane was his hero. Did did you have a consistent hero um, in your list, or or it was a pretty? Uh... I I didn't actually. I thought I thought about it, but no, everything in the list kind of did its role and did it pretty well. Um, the, the mounted sergeant always pulls his weight. Um, just getting in there and disrupting stuff, being a nuisance. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. And look, I think um, in terms of the event of the whole, I mean, there's nothing overly complex in the in the way we run it. In that it's six games, two thousand points. You know, with the break on day one, so people can visit the convention. You know, I usually try and bookend both days with easier scenarios and have it a little bit of a more challenging one in the middle, um, so people aren't too brain dead by the end. But like, how do you find the event as a whole, Jeff? Um, yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Every I love the venue. Um, the food's great. The people were fantastic. As Max said, I, I never had a bad game either. I had, had great games all the way through. Um, yeah, uh, loved it. And that's why I said there's such a good vibe around, just because of the event and everyone come out smiling, whether you won or lost. Do you know? Do you know what I found? I'd never noticed in previous years, and I don't know if it's because I didn't stop as much. I mean, once I got over the technical glitches, I did, particularly on day two, have a couple of times to stop and and talk to people, and I, I was surprised how how often it was such a quiet room. You know, like people were enjoying themselves, but like at at, at times, oh, really? like, it was just so calm. Ooh. It was just a really calm room. Um, I did hear you know, uh, Ken cry out in pain at one, oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. point. I, I think I think Ken's the only one that was in any pain for the whole weekend, <laughs> Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, and no one's flipping tables. They were throwing. No, down. no, no, nothing like no. that. It's just, <laughs> and, and and honestly, I think I had less questions this year than I've ever had, and that's probably with a higher percentage of new players. Um, so I think that says something about the direction the rule set's going. Yeah. I mean, you know, because most of our competitive players were um, more competitive players were there. So uh, once things were running, I think it was just super calm. So I felt like like looking around that even in the close games, they they weren't even as tense as what they've been in the past. So again, I think that just speaks to the rule set, right? Mm. Yeah, there was one point I think where I called you over for a rules clarification, and that was. I think, I think that was round two, um, and one spot where we four up the dice roll. But other than that, yeah, mm. very smooth. I, I had one. It didn't affect the game at all, but was that you could march through a non-yielding character. I I thought you could charge through them, but I didn't know you could march through them. So that was a new one on me. Mm. But he showed me in yeah. the book, and it did say it. So yeah. Oh right, okay. I was so, never aware of that. Oh, so so you mean a a, a mighty character? So a, a character that's not mighty, uh, that he wanted to march straight through him, and I said, "No, you got to stay an inch away." And he said, "No, it's under the yielding." And showed me in the book oh, and right. said, "You can march yeah. straight through them." I, I thought yeah. you could charge through them. I didn't know you could march through them. So yeah, I, I think for all intents and purposes, it's like they're not there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that was something new on me, so. Well, lucky it didn't catch you out too much, mate. No, no. As I said, it didn't make any difference in the game. But, um, yeah, it was just something that I didn't realise. 
So. Yeah, I think there's still there's a li- there's a few little bits where I don't think necessarily the rules are that great, but they're often located in weird spots yep. in, within the rules, um, and I think some of that could be tidied up. Um, Tracy, for, like from an experienced gamer's point of view, is there anything you would change about the about the tournament and how things run? I know you're too much of a gentleman usually to say anything, but it's a yeah, no, well. Being a gentleman or not, I there was I'm, I'm very happy with how it was running. Um, yeah, no, there's nothing that I would change to tell you the truth that I can think of off the top of my head. There was nothing I came out going, oh, that would have been better if we did this or this would be better. I suppose the only thing I could say, and this comes down to tables, the tables that have got the extra room on the end to put your armies are fantastic yeah. and we can't yeah. always have them. So if you want to pick on anything, that would be my only thing. If we have more of the ones that give you the extra room, that's that's a yeah, real yeah. bonus. The 8x4s rather than the 6x4s. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, I totally agree with that. It would yeah. be nice to have, have more of those. Yeah, but it's um, not a – You just need to do a little – you need to do a Michael Clark and bring a little trolley on along yeah. to wheel around. How was the old man trolley? Did you see that, Tracy? Awesome. No, I didn't. Yeah, Clarky assembled himself up this wheel, like he, he would put it together on the day and it was this wheelable trolley that he took around with him. Oh, jeez. For his army. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maxie, I, I'm totally mind-blanking. You were there last year, weren't you? This is your second. Yeah, I was there last yeah, year. Yeah. This is my second. Yeah, yeah, this was your second. And so um, how do you find the event as a whole? Oh, awesome, mate, awesome. Oh. Yeah, best event of the year, I think. Yeah. And and what about oh. for you? Is there is there anything you would change? Um, no, I don't think there is. I I noticed you had a couple of slight issues with manic com- the companion app. Mm. Yeah. Um, but nothing nothing too major, and I think going forward those will be that'll be improved. Yeah, I think that was a like a let's say a frustration for. Well, for me, but for a few people also with list submission, um, with score submission, not list submissions. List submission was actually a dream. Uh, the thing I will say is that Elliot is super open to feedback. So I send him a couple of pages of things that I think would make it um, go better and better, and I'm 100% confident that they'll be implemented. So I think we're just – it's the kind of thing that I think we'll just see improve over time. So it needs a couple of runs because it, it literally hadn't had a tournament of, you know, 60-plus people run on it before. So – um, we were the bunnies. Yeah, you know, my preference would be to not be a bunny, but, you know, someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a big thing um, to start it on, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I certainly didn't I certainly didn't expect that come round one that I'd be doing the draw by just picking people out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is something I had not envisaged. Um, but, you know, it got the job done. I noticed you um, didn't want to give anyone to me. Well, I think you were just sitting in a in a in a spot that I kind of looked over you, Tracy. You know? <laughs> I think you just wanted to punish Nick Presser. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, well, Nick yeah. said to me, he said, "Oh, do you want to have a fun game, or do you want me to uh, put on my best game?" I said, "I'll oh, put on your best game, man. It was, we'll still have fun." And yeah, he did. Yeah. He gave me a good game. Oh, and I tell you, if he if he was to bring like something that wasn't designed for by busting and put on his best game. He is actually a good player. He's yeah, just not yeah. one of those he's just not one of those players that um he doesn't thrive on the competitive aspect, let's say. So like he, he doesn't mind just sitting and watching, you know? Um yeah. So uh 
what's what's next on your docket, Jeff? You you got a tournament targeted? I know there's not necessarily been a lot announced, but yeah, no, I'm for? off over to America for the next one. Oh, cool. When's that? Uh, that's early March, so not so that's, not that far away. So that's for the Pilgrims. That's the one where yes. you and Ken shared the prize from Marcelo. Yeah. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, we're heading yep. over there for that one. So that's twenty three hundred points. I hope you're taking the best list you can to show. Well, those I'm I'm trialing. Yeah, I'm trialing a few things at the moment. So, uh, mm. and have we got a, a bubble organised for you so you don't get sick or anything? So that we're like you're on <laughs> top of your game when you get there. Yeah, no, I know that when I get there, I've got people lined up to to play me, and then uh, I said I'll play anyone before and after the event. Um, yep. So I'm looking forward to that, and a lot of the people that I've met. Uh, through UB will be at the tournament. So uh, that'll be good catching up with all of them. So really looking forward to it. Should be be a lot of fun. Oh, that'll be good. Are you spending a bit more time over there or Um, are you just going for the tournament? I'll be there for about 10 or 11 days. Oh, great. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I'll have a look around. Very cool. Um, Marcelo's going to take me around a few places. I think Ken's off to watch basketball in a different city. So I said I'll... Probably pass on that. So I'd like to see a game or two, but I couldn't spend four days constant. Oh, he's, he's watching four days, is he? Yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, out every night. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, and we we know, mate, that um, Ken winning Masters was a fluke, right? So is the real reason that he's go- <laughs> is the real reason he's going is it just to carry your bags? <laughs> yeah, my secretary, <laughs> as he said. <laughs> yeah. I said Look. We, we know you haven't got the best arms, mate, so, like, you do need someone to carry your bag, so I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, what would, I, what would I do without him? He, he organises everything for me. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. True. True. What well, about you, mate? You know how great I am with computers and technology, so. Yeah. Oh, well, do you know what? I just loved hearing him talk about, like, the Masters pack, and then he comes to, like, the whole thing about hobby, and he lets us know that you hadn't even read the pack. Yeah, I did read it. I just forgot it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do read them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the trouble with the, the unbased models in that was I had two individuals that I just grabbed at the last minute and threw them in, the, um, uh, right. in with my army. My army was fully based and done and nicely painted, et cetera, but those two models weren't based. Yeah, right. And okay. I lost like six points over that. I just – I didn't look at them. I, I just yeah. grabbed two models that were human and, uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's what happens. It's my own fault. I don't blame uh, AG or anything. He just marked it the way it should have been marked, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. You, you can blame him if you want, mate. It's this. This only goes out to you know tens of thousands of people. So if you if you want to get some blame on him, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. everyone loves a soft score debacle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. What about you, Maxie? You got something targeted next? Uh, in terms of tournaments, yeah. there's ah oh, there's a couple in oh, there's one in March coming up, I think. Mm. Um. Yeah, I'll be targeting that one as Tracy won't be there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think we're going to be someone. Oh, that's the 2300 point one in Sydney, right? And then, um, yeah. then I think we'll see a couple of probably ambush tournaments, I reckon, that are timed in line with the slow grow. And, and then, middle of the year, of course, we've got Convic and things. Um, and, and, yeah, and Moab. And Moab, yep. And Tracy, you got a little bit of work to do, mate. Uh, you've only got one tournament under your belt for the current season. Yeah, uh, what's so, going on? You know. 
Yeah, you're not you're not uh, right at the top. Have Have you seen the changes to the Masters that have been put out? Yeah, mate? I read I read all of it. I, I think it's uh, good changes. I, I, I like the idea of it. I like the idea. I love team atmosphere. Really uh, picks things up. Adds a lot of fun to it. So, whose idea was that? Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. I think when I look back, I think I actually think the first suggestion might have come from AG, and um, I think. Luke was pretty favourable towards it too, and and in the end, it was a unanimous decision to to take it towards um, like having a team aspect. I don't know for those that don't know, kind of I coordinate the Australian Masters Committee, but I don't vote. All the states have their vote, um, and so the Australian Masters this year has moved towards um, doing using our rankings, but um, you qualify in in teams of three to start with for this year, plus the previous master on his own. And, and when we looked back at it, basically, the people that went would have almost been exactly the same, but we'll probably just have a few more. Yeah, on, on, on balance, we didn't think it would probably have too big an effect. I'm sure there'll be times where there'll be states that, you know, maybe have a few extra up the top than others. But um, I think it's just a dim- different format and it's, it's worth testing to see if it, to see if it um, creates any dif- uh, anything different, whether, you know, more people want to get involved and we'll have a side event as well, just like the Americans. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a good time to try a change. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the teams will definitely uh, promote it more. You'll get uh, people that, say, maybe aren't aiming at getting the, the top of it or, or don't think they can will still have that driving force of doing well for their team. So, yeah, exactly, uh, um, exactly. And I think, um, well, the best thing for you, Tracy, next year will be as long as you get up there and qualify, mate, is that because Ken's the previous master, you won't have him on your team dragging you down. <laughs> so he doesn't go in the team event. <laughs> no, so, that, well, so the, the previous master, because of the numbers as it stands, the previous yep. master stands alone as their own team. Right, so, we'll put him, put him on a chair up the top and uh, yep. <laughs> he can look down upon us mere mortals. Yeah, yeah, or, or you know, one of those like water tanks that you put the clown on to throw things at and dunk them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it should be fun. I, I've been in a lot of team events with Ken. I can't say we've been on the winning side of it that often, but, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of good, lot of good times yeah. together in teams. Yeah, and what about, what about you, Max? Do you have any thoughts on it? Does Masters something that interests you in playing over time? Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be really excited if I could make the Masters this year. Um, I like the, I like the changes. I think two days, sixteen players, five maybe six games. Yeah, I think you've gone for five. Gone for haven't five you? at the moment. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that get, gets you a good spread. Um, yeah, I like the changes. I'm not sold on the team format, but mm-hmm. look, I'm happy to be convinced. Mm. Um. Yeah, what it's interesting. I didn't notice. Is the swap armies still in, or is that out now? So, the final pack hasn't been decided, but right. I, I think I think if we're, I think what'll happen have to happen, um, and this will have to be decided. So, essentially, the pack will have to be voted on by the committee, right? Just yep. in the off off chance that in future years, you know, someone has to TO that's always playing. <laughs> um, but uh, I think if we're not playing your own state round one, the army swap will have to go. Yep. Um, potentially, but, but that, that's that's yet to be decided. But um, yeah. yeah, and it's interesting. Like, yeah, I, I don't expect everyone to love the teams, but the the teams doesn't should well shouldn't 
really have an influence other than the first round on who wins the Australian Master, I would imagine. It just brings that e- extra layer of yeah. like, something else to compete yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, um, it really doesn't guess, change anything that way. It's just another thing to, to cheer on each other. It, that's that's all. If it can spark some state rivalry, yeah, it'll be awesome. Oh, I will. Yeah. Don't worry, it will, Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that'll be awesome for the scene. Yeah, and I think the main the, the main drawback is that you know out of sixteen players, you might not necessarily get one to sixteen, but you don't anyway because people pass. Yeah, um, and you know, and and it still means that each state occupies roughly twenty percent of the field, which is about the same as what they do anyway. So I think based on numbers, it pretty much stacks up to previous years, but we're just bringing an extra layer of interest. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it changes that much. Yeah. Yeah, I think our, our scene's growing, in my opinion, Definitely. and I think upping up to 16 players is a good move. Yeah. Yeah. And, got, and I, I was sorry, just going to say, we've got the good young players coming up, like Max and uh, Luke up in Queensland. Um, definitely keep an eye on the these younger ones these days. They're... Uh, Getting higher and higher up every every tournament. Well, <laughs> I'll just have to get you to write me a list, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think again, that's another thing about going to two days, right? Is that it allows us to grow the numbers within the same amount of games if we if the scene's growing, um, and not you know have to go like we've got plenty of room to move within five games to to um, you know to bump people up uh, to bump the numbers up if we want to. So it's not like the teams will always stay at three. If we if we grow kings, they can get bigger. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a two day event is more attractive for people traveling. Yeah, um, I, I know there were a whole bunch of people that knocked back their things because they mm. just thought with the travel they'd prefer to travel for two than for one day. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, we'll see how it goes, and uh, yeah, we'll um, you know, we'll, we'll just we'll just see what it puts out, but hopefully an extra layer of interest. Um, so, so exciting! Yeah, are there uh, any shout outs you guys want to give before we before we sign off for the evening? No, really. Uh, all, all my clash opponents for being awesome, <laughs> awesome guys and awesome games. Yeah, Great. Well, I suppose I'll do a shout out for all the people that put in the hard work to make these tournaments run. I just get the pleasure of playing in them, but uh, mm. a lot of hard work behind it all. Yeah, look, I think we're now seeing the accumulation of years. You know, it's now now I well for this year. Well, if we grow next year, I'll have to get some more. But we we own all the mats, we own all the clocks, we own all the terrain. So, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's getting easier to run a better event. Yeah. Mm. Um. All right. Well, I appreciate you giving us uh, your time, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us. And until next time, keep counter charging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.